Hello, I'm Kevin from the Extra Mile Podcast and the Extra Mile Podcast Jeff Galloway Edition, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. We feature destination races from across the country, and after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back-of-the-packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 103 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Is this the true 100th episode? What do you mean? Well... It's 103, but we split our other episode into our Donna week into three separate episodes. So I don't know. Is this the like Maybe. The, the Voltron episode where all those three come together as one? Okay. <laughs> I guess. I've gone way too geeky for her. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Except for I know we have a great show for you today. We really do. We had such an amazing time. Chatting with the gentleman that we will introduce you all to, unless you already know him, then you know it's going to be a great chat with Kevin Gwynn from the Extra Mile Podcast and the Extra Mile Podcast Galloway Edition. And then we had to party. We had to go to the fifth anniversary party of Fat Point Brewing in Punta Gorda, a brewery we have come to love yeah, we talked about them a couple of months ago, I believe, and on the road ha- to Chicago, and we had to episode. circle back to them yeah. because they had an anniversary this past yeah. week, and since we've become, they've become part of the Runny Drink Podcast family. They even sport one of our decals on their yes. board. So exciting! It really behooved us to and go. And we up didn't even put it up and celebrate it. No, we didn't. <laughs> We showed up and it was there. That was super cool. If anybody gets a decal from us and puts it up in a brewery, oh my word. Take a photo. Send it to us. We've got to know. We would love that. Anyway. So we walk into this brewery. There they are. So they're they're family now. And by the way, the beers are amazing. The food is incredible and their special event. We're going to talk about all of that because that will be our eat and drink portion for this week's episode. Now, we know last week we teased... We said that this week we would be presenting a very special interview, and that still holds true with Kevin. It is a very special episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I feel like I'm introducing the a Hallmark movie when I say that. No. This week on a very special Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Because we got to chat with a friend. Uh, but and, we and also... Stars Hollow will be talking wait, to Kevin. Are you just... <laughs> wow. Okay. We had teased another interview... We did. Last week at the end of the show. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to be able to interview a couple of authors of a book that is kind of at the forefront of our kitchen right now. Oh, the, yeah. the uh, Some great stuff. <laughs> the, the source of all culinary inspiration right now is we're doing primarily uh, plant-based dining 
except for yeah. except for when we're recording the show mm-hmm. or, or doing research for the show for science mm-hmm. and that right. is the health span solution and juliana hever and ray cronice were kind enough to give us some time and talk with us but mm-hmm. we're still editing we're still editing that i think we're still getting over the whole uh, being starstruck and and I don't even know. It's a combination. It's starstruck. It's my travel and work schedule, but mainly <sighs> with the editing, wanting to make sure we get that right mm-hmm. and, and trying out some new stuff here for the show, hopefully so that all of you guys get a better overall product because mm-hmm. we're trying to constantly improve here. Yeah. So we're going to push that off another week or so. Mm-hmm. And it'll be coming very soon. Don't yes. worry, we're gonna we're gonna tease the heck out of it once it's mm-hmm. ready to go and we have that in the can. Yes. Nonetheless, the opportunity afforded itself <sighs> and for us to talk to Kevin. Yeah. And he didn't go running for the hills when we said we'd like to interview you. We took that opportunity. Yes. Yeah, so you know that a few months back we interviewed Mike Bankhead from the BR Guest Podcast Lizards Running Group on Facebook. And we are big fans of that Facebook group because it offers so much positivity and encouragement and support. And we look for that virtually. and Because sometimes at home, training gets hard. You have questions. You need support. You need to celebrate your accomplishment with like-minded people who know and understand yeah, I was going to say, this reminds me of a meme that I recently saw, and it said, nobody supports you as much as that random stranger from the internet. Did somebody from the Extra Mile podcast group post that? It might have been in there, yeah. yeah. I mean, I it, it's so true. Some of the running friends that you haven't actually met can be some of your biggest supporters and fans. Yes, and then once you actually meet them, it's so amazing. Like Suzanne mm-hmm. from the Extra Mile podcast group, and... All of the wonderful recommendations that she gave us when we went to run the bluegrass almost a year ago. Yeah. Almost a year ago. And we had an amazing weekend because of her support. And we finally got to meet her at that weekend. And that was so fantastic. And that's all because... And you don't feel like strangers when you, you, you don't. meet. No. I mean... It's you're meeting for the first time, but you've been conversing and supporting each other online. So... Oh. Yeah. You know, our girl dog is really happy about it, too. You may hear her in the She's background. Chiming in. She's chiming in. She we'll she put some l- headphones on her and give her a microphone. <clears throat> she loves the support of the running groups that we find. This one in particular celebrates something that we believe in very, very deeply and, and supports us in achieving our best with the run-walk-run method. And you might have figured it out. Not only are we podcasters, we are ravenous consumers of podcasts. Yes. On a variety of topics. I like spoken word content, whether it's podcasts or audiobooks. Yes. When I'm running. Mm-hmm. And, and I think my reason for that is it engages a certain part of my brain that, you know, that I'm almost conversing with the people that I'm listening to at that mm-hmm. time. And it's completely getting me out of my head mm. and and not thinking about especially if it's a really long run or it's really hot or, or whatever 
when it gets challenging, your mind is engaged in thoughts about whatever content you're listening to. Yeah. Or connecting with those in an interview or something that's inspiring you instead of thinking, oh, I have so much more of this run to go or, oh, it's getting a little tough. It enables you to push past those boundaries in a long run. I know exactly what you mean. And and like for our show, we hope that when you're listening to our show, mm. you're thinking about, well, that run sounds like it would be a lot of fun to do. Mm-hmm. and. I wonder where they're going to eat this week. And, oh, that sounds amazing. And, you know, I, that that's what we're trying to do is we're trying mm-hmm. to do our best to distract you from that long run or that commute that you have. Yes. Yes. So first up on the show today, we have an amazing interview with a fellow podcaster, as we have said, Mr. Kevin Gwynn, who hosts the Extra Mile podcast and the Extra Mile podcast Galloway edition and we thought we would do it at this time of year because it is a leap year we did have the extra day and Kevin decided to utilize that extra day to do some good for others he sure did he organized the extra mile virtual race that allowed you to do whatever your distance Mm -hmm. plus one extra mile for charity and support of the Donna Foundation. And if you've been listening the last mm-hmm. few weeks, you know that we're big fans of the Donna Foundation as the, and their mission to end breast cancer. Mm, yeah, it kind of goes along with our recent coverage and our recent races. I was say, it's kind of a nice way for us to to taper off of oh, I see what you Donna coverage. Yes, ta- I see. Yes, taper, taper I, off of... I incorporated running lingo. Of the Donna coverage, but we never stop thinking about it and we always look forward to next year. But... This is just a way to continue and to highlight some good that a fellow podcaster has done, as well as introduce the Runcation Nation to yet another great podcast or podcasts and a great group of supporters on Facebook in the Extra Mile Podcast Group. So that day, you act that we actually interviewed Kevin. You ran your extra mile virtual that morning. You got your thirteen point one miles in. Mm-hmm. I did mine the following day. Yep, on the 29th of February. So it, it, it again, it was great to participate. It was great to share that experience. I, mm-hmm. I did a little Facebook Live and Instagram yeah. Live regarding our, our, around my race as well, and you did too. And uh, oh, during the run, yeah, yeah. during the race mm-hmm. or during then, the run. And then because I had to work on that extra day, I did actually wear the shirt to work that Kevin had made. I represented, yeah, that you can see in the episode artwork. So, so without further ado, let's get to the interview and let you guys, if you haven't met Kevin or listened to Kevin, here's your opportunity to meet a really great guy and learn about his podcast and the great work that he and his community did to support the Donna Foundation. Our community. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. This is the run portion of our show. And, of course, you know me. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome. We are so excited. Well, I mean, I, I can't tell you... How excited I am. I, I don't want to speak for you, Dana, but I think that you are equally as, if not more so. I am giddy with excitement. I can tell. Yes. I can, because in all honesty and in all genuine 
ness, if that is even a word. We are joined by one of our great friends of the podcast, the host of not one, but two separate shows, the Extra Mile podcast and the Extra Mile podcast Galloway edition, where the fangirl in me and super jealous me, where he gets to talk with Jeff Galloway on every episode. It's fabulous, but even more important, there is a Facebook group that has grown out of these shows and created such massive support for us as run, walk runners that we had to have him on the show. The one, the only, Mr. Kevin Gwynn. Welcome to our show. Well, hi there. You guys, you guys are making me blush. I'm, I was wondering who the heck you were, inter- were going to announce the whole time, but <laughs> it's thank you. you. I appreciate it. Oh, it's me. It's <laughs> you. Me. I'm the only one here. <laughs> it's Fly you. There. We're we're very excited to have you on the show. A few a few months back, maybe in September, we we interviewed Mike Bankhead, and he is he's in charge of the BR Guest Podcast Lizards Running Group, and there are really there are few groups that one and yours included that creates such positivity and such support that we had to have you on so that we could let our audience know. I know that we interviewed you not this past year, but two years ago when we yep. were uh, primarily video. And that's, that interview is still on the website. And it's still there, but I think we wanted to return to let people know about this amazing support and also on the extra day since this is leap year, something special that you're doing and the group is doing. So we're, we're excited to talk about that. Me too. But Me too. now before we start, how did you ever get into running? Let's see. Um, Got to go back about 35 years, and, and this is probably how 95% of everybody who, who runs these days, except those little skinny guys from that used to run cross country in high school. The rest of us all probably started the same way. It was, um, to lose weight. Mm, uh, yep. this would have been back yep. in the late, um, late eighties, I think. And, um, a buddy of mine, a neighbor buddy of mine decided, um, that we would start running early oh. in the morning before work and, um, try to lose some weight. Well, so we did that. We would get up at zero dark 30 in the morning and, and run what we yeah. thought was a half marathon. And I remember the first day we got back huffing and puffing. And, and after I did it in the car later on in that day, um, long before Garmin was invented, <laughs> uh, it was, it was a little bit over a mile. So, oh. um, but, but the good thing about that was two good things. Number one, um, if, if we said we we're running the next morning and, and one of us showed up outside at, at five thirty in the morning, the other guy didn't get out of bed. They never heard the end of it, so you you Ooh. had to get up no matter what. Accountability. Um, secondly, um, my love of running was 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 born in mm. those days. So that's mm-hmm. how I started running. He has since um, unfortunately stopped running mm. and now weighs about seven hundred pounds, I believe. The last time I, I saw him, so it didn't work mm. out for him, but it worked out for me, and I'm very very happy for that. And I've been running. Uh, continuously and uh, ever since and love it 
Well, now here's the follow-up question, running continuously and loving it. But how did you get connected with our favorite way to run, the run-walk-run method? Yeah, so I'm going to admit that back in the um, 80s and and 90s, and probably most of the early 2000s, I was I was one of those snob runners. Um, I had to keep I, I I had to run. I had to um, not walk at all. I had to to make sure when I got home after each one of my runs, I was so close to to throwing up that that it was a miracle I didn't. You know, you had to it, you weren't running unless you were running. Period. Mm. Um, okay. And consequently, a couple things happened. Number one. Um, I, I got injured a lot. Um, Mm. not, not seriously, but I was always something hurt on me all the time, especially after I ran, Mm. um, a a full marathon you know, and, and, or, or trained for one, you know, long runs that were terrible. And, um, so I, I, I consequently quit running marathons period because they were so the training cycle was, was just hell. If I'm allowed to say that on your podcast, you are absolutely, and, and and the races were were hell too. The races were even worse, but so it wasn't fun. So I stopped mm. doing that, and I can recall back in uh, probably the mid 2000s, maybe 2005 or six, um, I saw an article um, about Jeff Galloway and read a little bit about it and thought, oh, that kind of sounds cool, but I, I still never did it. I still went for my runs. I still did my five mile runs and never walked. Mm. Um, and it was sometime in, I would say, 2008 or nine, when I heard another podcast, uh, a guy who you got, I'm sure you have heard of and has become a close friend of mine, uh, Chris Russell and his Run Run Live podcast. Mm-hmm. He has some really good interviews on his podcast, and he had Jeff Galloway on one time. So I listened to Jeff, and it was like maybe a half hour of Jeff talking about the basics. And after I heard that... Um, I, I had not done a marathon in probably 10 or 15 years at, at that point. I'd given those up. And the one, the one thing that hit me, I, I'll never forget them. And I even did a, I think I even did a podcast about it. Um, two words came to mind. What if, I mean, how powerful mm-hmm. those, that sentence is. What if, I remember thinking, what if I can run another marathon and really feel good at the end of it? You know, mm-hmm. what if I can go for a 20 mile training run come home and not have to walk up the stairs or down the stairs backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I can still play with my kids. I can still have a life. And what if I don't have to run seven days a week mm-hmm. or go to the track yeah. twice a week or almost throw up all that kind of stuff. So one night I, I ordered his book, um, uh, marathon, you can do it. And I was reading that. Book, yeah. And I, and we, we were, my wife and I were in bed reading both of us and I shut that book and I, and I turned to her and I said, she knew I was reading the book and what it was about. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to email Jeff Galloway. I'm going to send him an email and I'm going to say, Jeff, um, never tried your, your method. I'd like to try it. Would you, and I'd like to do some e-coaching with you. I'd like you to me to be your guinea pig and for us to podcast this. We'll, you, if you would come on the show maybe once every two to three weeks and we'll chat about what, my, what you told me to do, what I did, how it worked out, why I did it, all that good stuff all the way up and I'll run a marathon. And, um, so I did. And I told my wife, if he was, if he replies to me and says, yeah, let's do it. I'm going to run another marathon. If he never replies, which is honestly what I expected. 
I'm never doing another marathon. That's it. Um, so the next day I sent this off to him and it was less than 24 hours later. I got an email back from Jeff that said, Kevin, I love this idea. Let's do it. And, and then that's when I thought, Oh my God, what have I done now? So <laughs> this was, this would have been in, um, late 2009. I mm. applied for the, um, 2010, uh, Chicago marathon and, it, it was not that hard to get into back just as soon as 10 years ago. Honestly, I didn't have to jump through any hoops. I, mm-hmm. I got in immediately. And, um, so we did that. Jeff and I started a podcast that I think it's still up on my website, but it was a series of, there's only 10 episodes and I called it the extra mile podcast, um, uh, experiment. That was it. The extra mile mm-hmm. podcast experiment. So it starts off with me telling a similar story to what I just said. And it all goes all the way up through and, um, continues a little bit past. Um, um, when I, when I, when I towed the line at uh, Chicago on Mm. 10, 10, 10, a day that will, that will, that I'll never forget. So that's how it started. And I've been hooked on Jeff Galloway and his run walk run since day one, since that day. So the extra mile experiment, is that part of your regular feed in, in Apple podcasts and in, um, on your website that we'll link? Yeah, to? it's actually, um, it was, it's an actually it's actually an, a separate feed, but if you go to, to, um, the extra mile podcast, Jeff Galloway edition, or either one of my podcasts, you'll see it mm-hmm. prominently displayed so that you can oh. just subscribe just to those that those 10 episodes and just listen to, to what happened then. Like a so separate it, feed. At the time it wasn't, yeah. it was a, yeah, it was a separate podcast, if you will, mm-hmm. something like that, but it's prominent there. You can, and it's clearly labeled as the experiment and then mm-hmm. episodes one through 10 and, mm-hmm. and download and give it a shot. And if nothing else, you'll, you'll, you'll hear the whole guinea pig experience and sometimes what goes perfectly and sometimes what doesn't go so perfectly. I think that's valuable for people who are looking at maybe using the Galloway method as their, as their means Mm -hmm. for getting off the couch, doing their first, maybe couch to 5k. I know you're talking about a marathon, but all all of the basics Mm -hmm. really still apply regardless of the distance that you're running, you know, the making sure that you're getting your walk breaks in early, that you're, you're erasing that fatigue. Mm -hmm nutrition and the like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dana, that's a great point. I, I don't want any of your listeners to think that Jeff Galloway is a marathon training program. Only, it is, but only. it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a program for life and it's the yeah. most um, flexible program I've used. If I had to count, I bet you I could come up with seven or eight different programs I've used throughout the years. And mm-hmm. some of them you've heard of, they're very famous. Um, some of them you haven't heard of, but the, those are not very flexible. The Galloway is just not only in, in each training run, what you can do to adjust that particular run, but the distance. He, I mean, you could go from couch to 5K with Jeff Galloway easily. Yeah. Um, it's just amazing. But you're right. The, the show that started as the experiment then evolved into actually two separate shows Two shep- uh, separate podcasts, I guess I should say. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, let me back up just a tad before we talk about the, the yeah, experiment. Sure. I I had a, that was in. Um, I started that one in um, uh, late 2009. But but actually, a couple years prior to that, in 2007, 
I started the Extra Mile podcast. Ah. And that one, that one started um, because I used to listen to a few. That was back in, um, I posted, I put the first one up in something like the middle of 2007. And that was when podcasting was just getting started. So mm. if, if you were doing a search, um, first of all, there was no such thing as iTunes at the day. At, at, you couldn't go. You had to like download these things from really weird RSS sites. feed. Oh, you know, whatever those feed are, right? Yeah. Readers, whatever. You had to be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty much a tech geek just to get a hold of the podcast back in the day. But yeah. in any case, I did listen to a few running podcasts. One was the the one I just mentioned, Run Run Live, with Chris Russell. He's been doing his a few months longer than mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was another one. Um, back in the day that everybody listened to that has since morphed and, and pretty much gone away, but it was called Fidipidations. Oh. And that was a, back in the day, that was like the granddaddy of running podcasts. So I listened to that. And while I was out listening to it, um, I, I got the idea of how cool it would be. He was doing a virtual race, the guy that did that podcast. So I thought how cool it would be if we all would send him, if we did a podcast and we would send in, um, tiny little audio clips on what we were doing to train for that, for that podcast. I thought it would be number one, or I mean, for that virtual number one, it would be fun just to listen to how everybody did their training Mm. and it would, and it would do, um, I thought it would be pitching his virtual, you know, making it more popular for him because it was a great cause. Mm. Um, but number two, I thought how great it would be if people would tell us what was working for them. And like Dana alluded to a, a minute ago, Sometimes what didn't work for them is more important because you can either avoid it or do it differently mm. or whatever. Either one of those stories is, is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, so I got the idea of, of coming out with a tiny little podcast that people would just send in their updates, life updates, training mm-hmm. updates, race updates, that kind of thing. So I put that one together and that's what I call the Extra Mile Podcast. And mm. then two years later when I hooked up with Jeff and um, so I just kind of kept that name and then each each different version i've done i've just kind of said the extra mile podcast experiment or and we've actually done i don't know three or four different versions of that of of that kind of thing we did one for the donna we did a series of just um donna podcasts and you know some other things like that that's so cool but yeah so then at the end of when we got to the end of, of the experiment that 10 10 episodes Long about eight or nine episode episodes in, when it was clear I was going to be running my marathon soon, and this thing was going to come to an end, I started getting a lot of folks telling me through through either email or or I think that that was before we had a Facebook page, but it was either through mm. email or sending me submissions. You know, you got to keep going with this. We love the, the anything. If you if you add Jeff Galloway's name to something, uh-huh. it just goes skyrockets. You know, the, the people are just really interested in in what Jeff has to say and what he does. But anyway, please keep this going. Please keep that going. So Jeff and I got together and discussed how we could and what different topics to talk about. So that's, that's kind of where the extra mile podcast, Jeff Galloway edition uh, morphed from and how it keeps going. I like, I really like the format that you all take on because all the different elements of his one run, walk, run program and method, you you incorporate into the different segments of the show. So you have um, what the the warm up, you have uh-huh. 
the the walk segment and the, yeah the magic mile the magic yeah. mile and for for people who don't know about the magic mile as part of Jeff's program Jeff has a whole section of his website and it's all over his books about how that's a predictor for the the training that you should do and for your race uh, pace and that and your run walk run intervals up there on jeffgalloway.com but I really like how you break up the show into those separate segments yeah it makes it harder to as, as you and Dana will know as, as editors of a podcast, it makes it a little more difficult to put together and more yeah. time consuming to put together as opposed to just get on there and talk for an hour and, and hang up. But um, yeah. it does add some, some continuity, some structure to the whole thing. And it's, it's kind of fun to do. Cause you it actually, you, you talked to Jeff at one point about where he's going to be and where people can get to know him and, and show up at races and, and meet with him. But then also, you have a, a place where listeners can submit questions that you will address with him on the show. And then the training programs, the Jeff Galloway training programs that are all around the country. I like how you have the, the program director, Chris Twiggs, on to talk about new programs and programs around the country that people can get involved in and have support for the, pro, yeah, for the method. Yeah, exactly. We do. We we put that kind of structure together, and it's it's kind of funny. There's only one person on the planet that I've ever met that knows that al- that knows almost as much about Jeff Galloway run walk run as Jeff Galloway does, and that's Chris Twiggs, and he's kind enough to to join me on every episode as well. And and both of these guys, um, you know, I'll, I'll typically let a, a week or two go by, try to come up with a topic, and then I'll mm-hmm. send an email out and and saying, Hey guys, I think it's time to get together. What's your calendar look like? Nobody, ha- neither one of them has ever written back and said, sorry, I can't do this. Or mm. blah, blah. And they're just so free with their time and, and knowledge and experience. And they're just both wonderful people, as you know. And, and then out of that, I mean, there's support in both of those shows and listening to everybody else that's trying to implement that in, to get to their training goals, to implement that run, walk, run method. And then Jeff's advice and Chris's advice um, and your input and how your training is going too, because you're in it. But then the, the Facebook group has been born and is just a, a, such a source of inspiration and of, of knowledge and, and support. How, how did that kind of snowball and, yeah, you know, um, the Facebook page came out of just, um, you know, one of those. Sometimes I think Facebook is just, um, what's the best way to put it? Like, like one. Well, fa- I have a Facebook page, duh. You know, I, I yeah. think, well, I guess I, I guess I have to have a Facebook page. What the yeah. heck? And and the funny thing is, I, I I put one out there, not knowing very much about Facebook, created one, and. Um, I did it wrong. The first one I did completely wrong and because all it was was a page and and people would put things out there and it grew and got relatively big. But one thing people don't like one people or, or let me let me phrase that differently. One thing I think people want is that when they're in a group and when they post on Facebook, if they're posting in something like the extra mile, mm-hmm. they they want whatever they put up there just to be in that group. Yeah. I, if, if I post something in the extra mile, I don't want, I don't want my sister to know that I did or, or my aunt or my, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's us, it's us. Yeah. So, um, it's like the inner circle. 
Exactly. So what I didn't do was make it a, a Facebook group, a closed group where you have to ask to get in and anything you say, whatever goes on at the extra mile stays at the extra mile because we're, we're, we're family. We're just us, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I moved it, everything over, but I had to ask people out, you know, going because Facebook, you know, at the time they wouldn't let me um, just make it a closed group. They, they want everybody to say, to ask to get in and et cetera. So anyway, I made that group and this one's, this one, um, that I've currently got is a group. So you, whatever you say is just with us. Um, and it has grown. Um, I, w- I want to say there's between eight and 900 folks in it, which is, which is a good size, but it's nowhere near some of the, the, the size of some of the other ones I've seen out there. Oh no. And to be perfectly honest with you, I, I really don't want that Facebook page to grow 10,000. I mean, who can keep up with a group with 10,000 people in it? You just can't. And, and here's why I want it like that. One word. It's the pod, the podcast and the Facebook page. The, the one thing that we have in common and, and that I love more than any of it is the community. Um, mm. You and I and Dana, the three of us met through a podcast mm-hmm. and now we have run 5Ks together. Yep. We have broken bread together. We mm. are we're friends. Legitimately yeah. friends, not just friends of the it's, show, friends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And where else can you get something like that? And, and honestly, I consider myself very, very fortunate and lucky to have met you two in person. But, but even if we had never met, you'd be my friends. You and I are friends just because of some goofy little podcast that, that is just on the Internet. You know, it's not even yeah. – you're not my neighbors. You're not, I don't work with you. We don't shop together. We're just, but we are just as close as if we were. Isn't that weird and, and amazing? It's absolutely weird and amazing and, and something that could only happen with the podcast and the community that, yeah. that grew up around the podcast. Exactly. So everything we do anymore is aimed somehow at either building or, or keeping the community piece of that. Cause that's as far as I'm concerned, do you remember back, you guys are, you guys are younger than I am, but but you're certainly old enough to remember back uh, not that long ago, 15 years ago. If somebody said to you, "Oh, I met a friend on the internet," you know <laughs> what you'd be thinking, right? <laughs> this Safety first, good. you know. Yeah, but it's it's not like that anymore. It isn't. It, thank no. goodness. And it's, I feel so lucky to have met you and so many of the great people that are in the Facebook group in the, in the extra mile Facebook group. So yeah, yeah, they're They're great. great. And we'll, we'll link to that too. So that people know if they are implementing the run, walk, run method. And they're like, well, maybe I'll get started. How do I get started? There's some support. And then your show is your shows, plural are great resources as well. Yeah. And this, this this is the, the great thing. You know, the, you might be surprised to, to, find out that there is some sarcasm and negativity out there on the internet. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and we are big proponents of not contributing to that. And this Facebook group and this community is a safe place from that. Nobody's yeah. judging you because you feel like you're slow. Right. Uh, nobody's, nobody's making fun. You know, this is, this is all about, helping you accomplish whatever the goal is, whether mm-hmm. it's that PR or if it's your first 5k. And, and I think that's, that speaks volumes to the quality of the community that mm-hmm. you've helped create. Mm-hmm. It, 
It is. It, I totally agree, Dan. It, it, no matter what you're doing, unless unless you're sitting on the couch eating Doritos with mayonnaise, was it? <laughs> don't judge. Don't if, judge if me. <laughs> it's classic. If you are um, a, a runner of any sort, a walker, just somebody who jumps on the elliptical elliptical every morning or whatever, just c- come on over and let's talk about it. It's yeah. great because because you can be inspired and you can inspire others and you will. Well, speaking of inspiration, yes. I'm going to talk a little bit about something that you started and mm-hmm. that is that, that um, a- Amy's wearing a shirt. I am. Uh, I, that, I am. Sorry. That is about <laughs> this. And this is something that you set up and have been running in support of one of our favorite charities. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, t- Tomorrow, uh, we're recording this on, today must be the 28th then, so tomorrow's the 29th of February, which is, as most of you know, the extra day. We get one of these every every four years. So um, I have been thinking about for a couple of years now doing some sort of a virtual race where we could, um, we could do what we love, which is run or walk or both, and support some sort of an amazing cause. That's... Um, I, I've had quite a few people on the show who uh, who inspire the heck out of me, not just because of getting up off the couch and running, but but using running um, for good, for a better cause than than just um, feeling good yourself about running. And so I've thought about it for a while, and and sometime probably six months ago, I decided what the heck we're going to do this. We're going to, and I'm going to call it the extra mile podcast virtual, ask people to, um, to enter this race and see how much money we could raise for a good cause. And in full disclosure, I'm certainly not uh, clever enough to have come up with running the extra mile podcast virtual on the extra day. That, that creativity goes all to uh, Mr. Chris Twiggs, who, oh. we, who we spoke about earlier, Chris came up with the idea nice. um, during one of our conversations, and um, it made complete sense. Being in February, um, the same you know, with with brands, breast cancer awareness month and the Donna twenty six point two, what a, a wonderful cause that mm-hmm. is to to actually run it on that day. So. Um, Tomorrow, there will be quite a few of us heading out the door to do what we're calling the Extra Mile Podcast virtual. And the Mm -hmm. idea behind it is to enter the race, um, get your swag, and then head out the door and do whatever distance you want. We could care less how far you go or how fast you go. But the deal is, once you've gone the distance that you've committed to, Mm -hmm. you have to do an extra mile. So if that's 20 feet, fine, run your 20 feet, but you got to do that extra mile after that if you're doing... If you're doing a half marathon tomorrow, sorry, buddy, but you got to do the 14.1. Got to uh, add that extra mile to the end of it. Or just tell us you're doing 12.1 tomorrow and then run the marathon. I That's like, fantastic. I like where your head is at. That is what I committed yeah. to today. <laughs> Let's just say. And um, <laughs> So this one's worked out pretty well. It's it's um, a tad more successful than I thought it would be and, oh. and quite a bit more successful than I than I ever hoped it would be. Well, I shouldn't say that. Then, then it, it, it's it's done pretty well. And um, anyway, it's for a great cause. Donna and her foundation are just the sweetest, most caring group yes. that uh, that I think I've ever been involved with, as far as a charity goes. 
They are fantastic. Well, Amy got her mileage in today. Yes. Um, she was doing some Facebook Live and Instagram Live from the road. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, since I have the entire weekend off, mm-hmm. I will be running my mileage on the extra day. So I'll be rocking the virtual shirt as I'm getting my mileage in in support of the Donna Foundation, which is, of course, a charity near and dear to our hearts because yes. we run it every year in yes. honor of my mother, who we lost to stage four metastatic breast cancer back in 2016. Mm-hmm. So. This is this is something that I think is just fantastic for you to do and give the community an opportunity to rally around this cause in yes. support of it. Yeah, they those people are, are are good to good to know. They're good they're good wonderful people personally, they're good wonderful people professionally. They just it's just an amazing group. And and I'm almost embarrassed with all the um, relationships I've got with that race. I've never gotten there and gotten down there to do it. That's oh, on my bucket list. And I've got I'm to gonna get down there one of these years. I know you've got to definitely that that will require a extra mile podcast, run, eat, drink podcast meetup when that yes. occurs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We absolutely. might have to have some like co-branded gear. We run in anything, but th- I like the idea. Th- even though the virtual, has concluded as of tomorrow, people can still support the Donna Foundation. They can go to the DonnaFoundation.org and they can find different ways to support that good cause. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of, of virtuals, but the virtual for this year has closed. Just just to be clear, correct? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The um, the Extra Mile podcast virtual has closed. Um, Donna does a virtual. She also does a mm-hmm. lot of the local different events in that area. So, yeah. you know, ch- I Check check all that stuff out too. So it's yeah. like you said, it's not too late to, to be nope. involved in that charity. It's a little too late to be involved in this particular virtual. But mm-hmm. and we'll be keeping an eye yes. on what the extra mile podcast is going to be doing in the coming year in yes. terms of special projects or any other very exciting um, charities yeah, charity events that you are planning on supporting. I have one final question. For okay. our guest today, Dana, do you mind? No. Kevin, do you mind? One more question. No. <laughs> One more thing. No. You got me scared now. Let's do it. Are you scared? Well, no, I, I, I didn't tell you about this before, but we are, I mean, come on. You knew the name of the show, the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I, I do. And we've talked about your running history, what you love to run. You could certainly name a favorite race that you've done here recently. But we also want to know where, because you are in, um, you're based in uh, Cincinnati, is that right? Uh-huh, yeah, right, and just the suburb of Cincinnati. So that's like the Flying Pig and yes, me. Yeah. things like that. And so if people were to come to your hometown, where, if they were running that race or whatever, what, what would be your favorite way to explore and indulge? What would you eat and drink to celebrate after running in your hometown? Uh, that one's kind of easy. If you, come, if you come to Cincinnati, you cannot leave this town, unless you're a vegetarian, of course, without hitting a restaurant by the name of the Montgomery Inn Ribs House, Rib, Rib, Ribs King. Um, it's, it, it's, I promise you, the best ribs, although if you're from... Um, I guess from Texas or St. Louis, you're going to be fighting me on it, but Those at least give it a words. shot. I would, I would take you to, um, 
Montgomery Inn Boathouse down on the Ohio River, down nice. next to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and, and Red Stadium in downtown, and downtown. And we'd have a big old slab of ribs. Mm. And then I would take you over to Grater's Ice Cream, and we'd have some some of the best ice cream on the planet. Grater's um, Ice Cream? Oh, oh, it's it's ice cream for the gods, I'm okay. telling you. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. A post-race and, and recovery along, milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati is is a huge. Um, it's a German town, and so oh. if there's Germans around, there are breweries on every corner. So mm. uh, there's an over the Rhine area that has some wonderful beer. So we could we could go we could go beer hopping and down there nice. and, and just do you you would get some really 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 good beer in this town as well as ribs and ice cream. Those are the three items. That sounds fantastic. That really yeah, please does. come. <laughs> Please come. You guys got to put the, the flying pig on your bucket list. The flying pig is yeah. on our, it is on our list. Have uh, you done it, yeah. Kevin? Have you done? Um, it? Y- yes and no. I oh. did for. I think they've. I think you're up to about 20 years now. For the Ooh. first 15, I was actually the. Uh, I was in charge of the finish line, so I was uh, infinitely involved in that race mm. from a volunteer standpoint. I did the entire finish line stuff with the back in the day when you used to have to cut chips off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the time yes. you chips off your shoes yes. and the mylar blankets and like the a caveman and the food <laughs> exactly yeah a whole, that was probably a whole five years ago uh, yeah um so i've not run the half or the full i did run the very first year i ran the um oh um my mind just went blank with the the relay with my son with oh. one of my son so that was a lot of fun Ooh. so i've done maybe five miles of it but nice. i've never run the entire way but i i've seen lots of them from the finish line perspective, and it's a wonderful race. We will have to get that checked off of our bucket list very soon. Please do it, and um, I'll book you straight into the Gwynn Hotel. No. And, uh, we'll, treat you, we'll treat you right, I promise. I'm thinking there should be like a runner's exchange here. You come run the Donna, we yes. come run the Flying Pig. Yes. How uh, cool would saying. that be? Let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's plan yeah. it. Yes, it's a plan for 2021. Yes, please. We will link to all of the websites and the podcasts and the Facebook group that relate to your show and the support for the run, walk, run method that you provide with your, your podcast, the extra mile podcast and the extra mile podcast Galloway edition. Mr. Kevin Gwynn, thank you for taking time to talk with us today on the show. Thank you. And you have a blast with you too. You should enjoy your extra mile. Thank you. He's such a nice guy. He really is. And just uh, what a great idea. I I know. I I love that we got to do that. I am a a big fan of virtual races. I've said it before. Mm. I need that extrinsic motivator. Yeah. You know, we, we do those run Disney virtual race race series every summer. But doing this one, it was just, and seeing everybody post their live chats from their uh, extra miles right. in the Facebook group, that was so great. That was so, you know, seeing Roxanne and everybody and JD and just, and I'm telling you, if you need support, even if you are a continuous runner and you're not employing the run walk run method if you need some happy positivity and some support it's it's a great group to belong to 
And if you are back of the Packers like us, and you make the most of your race entry fee, as we do, the run, walk, run method may be for you. Or if you're looking to improve your time and your speed or, uh, speedster, speedy, McSpeederson, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> then it, it's also for you. Mid, back of the pack, front of the pack, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a great group to check out. It's a great method to employ. And we thank Kevin so much for taking time to chat with us. And we can't wait to return the favor. And, and I to, can't wait to crash his house and go eat to, at these places. He's and to do about. that like exchange we were talking Just about. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. You come run the Donna. We'll, we'll come up there and we'll do some running, eating, and drinking in your hometown too. Flying pig, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. You got your run-in that day. I got my run-in the following day, and then we had to go do some eating and drinking to uh, celebrate, and and there was just a great confluence of events yes. with it being right there around the, around the time of mm-hmm. our friends at Fat Point Brewing celebrating their fifth anniversary. Yes, and we first featured Fat Point Brewing. They're based in Punta Gorda. And so maybe they're 25, 20, 25 minutes from our house. That's about right. And we first featured them on episode 93 when we talked about our race calendar for the year and our road to Chicago. Sorry. She's making a face. I just She gets nervous every time she says it. Yeah, my palms are now sweaty and it's okay. (laughs) So anyway, we featured them on that episode. And we had to go celebrate with them. They, it's such a great space they have up there in Punta Gorda. And it's such a convivial environment. Yeah, the taproom itself is, or, and brewery is located maybe seven minutes off of I-75. Just, um, well, right, in, right near Punta Gorda, Florida, and Fat Point is the translation of Punta Gorda to English. And it's it like is Jones Loop Road off of seventy five. If you, it, it's a little bit north of Jones Loop Road. Yeah, but it's it's right near uh, Florida Highway seventeen. Mm, yes. So. so you you don't have to go too far. Uh, you're just a few minutes north of Cape Coral. A if you come bit to see us, you know, south of Sarasota. Yeah, and. Or if you come to the beaches of Sanibel and Captiva. Yes, yes. It actually would make a great stop along the way. Mm-hmm. But great space. And they, they had this big birthday celebration anniversary event. Yes. And they had, they had you know event parking across the street. and Very well organized, tent, I might add. Very. Mm-hmm. Tents set up outside. They were making, doing fresh food there. And they had a very limited menu. But what they had on their menu oh, ha, ha. was outstanding. And let me tell you, as we ate and as we, so we toasted. Are, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. As we ate and as we toasted, that live music was incredible, too. They had a great musical act that was playing there as well. Some local guys who, yeah. I believe, had not played together before ever. ever. And they just clicked. Yeah. They were fantastic. They didn't even have a band name. We gave them a card. We gave them a sticker. I'm just saying... They rocked it. And we'll link to them once they get everything kind of organized. They, yeah, they said they were going to reach out and let us know. Perfect. So. But you no, know, what I was going to say was um, they, they had 
tents set up outside. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, our food and drink this week is coming from the same location. Fat point. Fat point. Yeah. So we arrive, the tents are set up, they've got this big apparatus out there and you can smell in the air mm. as you're walking up the smell of salt water and old bay. Yes. And then a little corn. Yeah. And then maybe a potato. That seafood, that crawfish and seafood boil that they had. And I guess it, you could, we got one pound. We ended up getting a pound a to pound, share. And we shared it, And but you could get multiple pounds. They just say, hey, here's what it costs for a pound. Six what bucks was, a Six pound. bucks. And I mean, it was overflowing. And it didn't just have crawfish in it. It had scallops and shrimp. And whole, and whole cloves of garlic that were a part of it. And it, it was just so flavorful. I mean, crawfish is work. You do have to work at it. You really do. But I like crawfish. Little mini lobster. You can cheat and get the, get the stuff in the store and the freezer that's already cleaned. But that's part of the fun of it eating is. crawfish is the experience. You're listening to the music. You're I'm looking at all the people who are at one point trying to pull me up to the dance floor. Not trying. They were successful. She was abducted. Yes. Pulled onto the dance floor for a so ladies fun. only dance. There may so or may fun. not be video of this. He's not going to publish that. No, no, no. I can't dance. <laughs> anyway, the it was so fun. And that, that type of entree is something that you want to enjoy over time as you're celebrating with friends and family. And it is... You it's can't some, rush it. It's some work, but it's worth it. Yeah. And the, I mean, a, the one we had was totally worth it. And totally enough to share. Mm-hmm. That one pound. I mean, I I think we could have shared it among three people. Oh, easily because I think that I think that one they were saying one pound ish. Yeah, they were being very generous. Yeah, generous. You know what I mean. I do. So that was really good, but we couldn't stop there. We have to bring you because that was a, a specialty kind of for their anniversary. The last time we were there, we had sandwiches, and I was just, and we had a a pretzel, Mm -hmm. and this food was actually what I was hoping for the last time we visited, but they were not, they were out of it, they were not making it, something, something about it. I think they, I think they just run out when we went there. Yeah, something, but they had brats. Oh, 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 oh. Brats two ways, as a matter of fact. I got it with sauerkraut. And I got mine with green peppers and onions. And they were hoagie rolls, really huge hoagie rolls. And they could come with a side of chips or coleslaw. And then you could get the piece de resistance, even though this has <laughs> nothing to do with France or French or whatever. It was their mustard. They make a mustard with one of their beers as the ingredient in the mustard. And the beer was so good. is called their Brewman Chew. And it's a Belgian triple that comes in at 10% huh. ABV. Huh. Huh. But that's figure. in the mustard. Go figure that we like a mustard with a Belgian triple. I know, right? But what, you know what I thought was a nice touch on both of these? Number one, the, mm. the, the, the links were enormous. 
<sighs> and you have to, for me anyway, I, I, I don't mind a boiled brat or mm. sausage un, unless you're not going to crisp it on a grill. Mm. I really think it's a two-step process. Yeah. And they got it right. Well, there was some bite. There was some snap. That's what you need. You yeah. You have to have the snap. Yeah. So it was the softness of the roll and it had, you know, the crunchy outside of the roll and the softness inside. Well, they toasted the roll. Yeah. So it was perfect. And then when you take a bite, there is that kind of breaking that outer coating of the brat. And then the sauerkraut just added that acidity and the mustard had a tang, a really rich tang that was so good together. Well, and I went a slightly different direction. I did the peppers and onions. So they, it was almost like a traditional sausage, pepper and onion, except it was a brat instead of an Italian sausage. Mm. Their pepper and onion mix was very well cooked. So you still had a lot of sweetness from the onion. Oh, but yeah. unlike the manja truck, I believe, where where we had uh, the sandwich that had the... Uh, Peppers and the onions. That, that were a little more on, al, the, on al the al dente side. Yeah. The, the nice thing was that this these were fully cooked through, but they weren't mushy. And you did get that great waxiness of the of the green pepper. Nice. But you still had the sweetness and, and the, the integrity of the item. So it wasn't veggies, like, like yeah. it was cooked down to almost a... a um, onion jam it was it was mm-hmm. had a lot of uh, still had a little bit of bite to it which was great yeah but that's just a great contrasting flavor and that also went really well with that mustard oh i imagine so you have the sweetness of the onion and the pepper and what they give one when, when you cook them mm-hmm. plus that tang and i think that the secret on the sandwich was actually toasting the bun because when you have a sausage like that and once you bite into it it's really juicy mm-hmm and the toppings, sauerkraut often has a lot of residual moisture in it. Oh, yeah. Peppers and onions, they give off a lot of moisture. Sure. So toasting that bun lets the bun hold up and not turn to mush. And fall apart and because of the moisture soaking into I, the bread. I hate that yeah. in a sandwich. I it really do. It was solid all the way through. Yeah, perfect. Mm. So the food was incredible. Food was absolutely incredible, and that was was like you said, a great time. We probably had eighty people in the tap room at yeah. any given time. The band was a three piece band mm-hmm. going, and they were they were playing uh, pop rock and with a country flair and and, and popular Johnny country. Cash and then too. they they went to some old classics. I was, was going to say, you know, and you got everybody singing along to Ring of Fire. That's not <sighs> so bad. And it was it was just a, a fantastic time there mm-hmm. at that point. Oh. But that time was punctuated also by some pretty incredible drinks as well. Yes. And I liked they had all of their standard or what you call core beers on tap. So we had in the past Cape Hayes and Big Boca. Cape Hayes is a fruited wheat of theirs, mm-hmm. and Big Boca is what they call a California common, 
which is a, a light and crisp session ale brewed with a Pilsen base and a blend of caramel and Vienna malt. That's that, why I like it. The Pilsen. It's it's very light and easy to drink, which mm-hmm. is great, but it has a good flavor to it. Yeah. Uh, but they had a bunch of, they had a, I want to say they had about 16 taps. Yeah. And I was most excited about the Brewman Chew that had been aged in tequila barrels. Oh, tell us more. Tequila barrel aged Brewman Chew. A, a Belgian, yes. And it was 11%. 11 per, I think their board said 10 or 11, but I, I think it'll probably vary based on what you have, what, what version you have, what edition you have. But, uh, this, it was so good because you could just get that tequila flavor. And the crispness of the beer, the carbonation was medium to almost strong mm-hmm. carbonation. But it was such a great mixture of the the flavors of the Belgian and the tequila. Now, when you say the flavor of the tequila, a lot of people will go, oh, that sounds like it's going to be really harsh. It was not, when you take a shot of tequila, sometimes there's a burning sensation or just something that's, that there's, there's an aftertaste like, like that, but it was not, I, it was not strong. It didn't burn. It was not, it was not like having a shot of tequila. It was not like that at all. Okay. It was just the perfect blend of the beer flavors with the essence of tequila, if that is, I don't even know if that's an apt description, because I let you try it too. No, I I agree. I I only really got the tequila after I swallowed, and I was kind of, you know, doing what they call that, that Kentucky chew, where you... You know, mm-hmm. or, or you know, getting a little bit of air over your palate and into your into your nostrils, and I could I could get it, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't harsh. It, it certainly wasn't the booziest of of barrel aged beers we've ever had, even though no. the percentage was eleven. It was almost fruity. The tequila kind of essence, mm-hmm. a kind of. It just wasn't harsh at all. Yeah. You know, it was like a soft citrusy essence of tequila with the the Belgian beer flavor. I, That's all I can say. I I totally get what you're talking about. Get that, in the, the car. The Belgian the Go Belgian, try it. When you talk about a Belgian though, it, it is a it's those tend to have those notes of banana and clove that we talk about and the the barrel on that may have mellowed that out somewhat. I didn't get a whole lot of that to be perfectly upfront any kind of strong clove strong banana flavor well I think that's because of the barrel yeah so and not the and that was not a bad thing it was quite good 
So I think you should get in the car, like I said. <laughs> go get a growler full. Go get a growler full. Come at least have a like a stein or a mug or a pint. And Uber or Lyft or have a designated driver. Because it's 10 or 11%, but it's worth it. Yeah, and I would say totally. e- eat first. Yes. Eat first because that one is going to be, A, it's going to sneak up on you if you don't, and B, um, it's a heavy beer. Yeah, I think I started with Big Boca, mm-hmm. and then I ended with that because I was so curious about it, and it was just great. Yeah. Mm, mm, Sir? Well, I didn't go quite as heavy. I did one of their one of their regular core offerings, and then I did something that they were doing a cask of. Mm-hmm. And the core offering that I did was their Irish Red. Mm. And I'm just a fan of Irish Red Ales. Their description on their website is, an easy drinking pint, often with subtle flavors. Slightly malty in the balance, sometimes with an initial soft toffee caramel sweetness, mm. a slight grainy biscuity palate, and a touch of roasted dryness in the finish. Light body. I think that's a pretty darn good description for this beer. And by the way, it clocks in at 5.1 ABV and 20 IBU on the bitterness scale. So very low on the bitterness scale. and Very malty. Yes. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Irish Reds, but Irish Reds do run kind of a gamut. You can get some pretty hoppy ones. There was one recently that had a more bitter finish. Maybe that was at Motorworks. I believe so. Yeah. But some of them have a more mellow finish. And this is a more mellow one. They're very ac- accurate in their description that the that biscuity, mm. bready flavor with just a hint of, you know, they say toffee caramel. Sometimes that comes across as brown sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's just a very appealing flavor to me in, yes. in, a, in a beer with that nice deep red color. Mm. Light body, which is nice, unlike some darker Belgians, for instance, or mm-hmm. like, the, uh, like a barrel-aged Belgian mm-hmm. like you had. Those tend to be heavier in body. And in your case, twice the alcohol. It's twice the alcohol, but I don't think it had a really heavy body. Oh, I did. I don't think it was syrupy, thick. But there are other 10 or 11 percenters that we've had and we've tried that way more heavily. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yes. So. Especially when you get into things like Imperial Stouts. Mm-hmm. So. So, right there with you. And you're right, because of that, it it, sne- it can sneak up on you in a heartbeat, the <laughs> so, one I had. Well, 10%, they're not, they're not playing around. Mm-mm, no kidding. And that said, I mean, that, that one was a high ABV. This one's 5.1. Mm-hmm. Very drinkable, very approachable. Not going to be something that's going to scare you off. And when you hear Irish Red, sometimes people go, oh, that's going to be, it's going to be heavier in body and it's going to be have a little bit of bite to it. This really, I think, was a, a very... For an Irish red, very easy drinking, and just a, a very pleasant beer. And then I ended with one of their cask beers, mm-hmm. and that was their Irish stout with coconut, 4.6 ABV. Mm. They don't have an IBU rating for it. Mm. And I will tell you, it, it was 
in terms of body, it was very similar to, say, a Guinness. Ah. So lighter in body, not super hoppy on the finish, very approachable. But I thought that the the way they handled the coconut, because I, and and I. Sometimes you're turned off by that. Sometimes I really regret my life choices because it's a more artificial flavor you can tell when they go with coconut extract or coconut essence that's not really coconut the artificial coconut flavor ultimately always tastes like um, suntan lotion Mm. and i can't i can't stand it yeah Um, this was very clearly done on real coconut yeah the coconut flavor was very subdued, very subtle, and very natural tasting. Was this one of their charity beers that yes. they had posted up there? Yes. Yeah. $5 for the pint and portions go to the charity that they were. I, I honestly forget which what charity that they had they <sighs> partnered with for that one. But I was like, you know what? Good cause. Sold. Yeah. So... They do apparently they do a couple of cask beers for charity mm-hmm. all the time, and those rotate. Yeah. So this was an excellent one. I would say if you're popping into the tap room, oh. see what's rotating through their their beers for charity. People, I'm almost jealous of that live locally there. It can be part of their Stein Club or their Mug Club, whatever that is. Yeah. Called. They, they, it's their mug club, and I believe it's $100, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it's $100 for the mug. Mm. That gets you this cool, good really, really cool um, uh, ceramic mug that has, it was painted, uh, partly painted, partly natural, very, you know, like a, I think it was like a light blue accent color on it. And it like was cream. And cream color. colored, colored um, clay. Mm-hmm. And then they, they did or what they do is you get 10% off of your pours Mm -hmm. there in the tap room. And I I think you may also get a discount on some of their merchandise. Nice. And it's it's an annual fee. Mm. So, and then every year when they re up it, you get a new mug. They, they have a, the, the new mug and I guess the mugs are designed by a local artist. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. See the things you learn when you walk up to get us beer at the bar. Pretty interesting to to see what different breweries are doing to build community around their location and their brand. Yeah, and so. they're doing it right at yeah. Fat Point. So the, yeah, the people at Fat Point love it. Happy anniversary! Yeah, happy f- uh, five years. That is a, a pretty amazing accomplishment in any sort of a restaurant. Uh, restaurant and bar endeavor. Five years is a milestone mm-hmm. and something to be celebrated. Yeah, you work hard. You work hard to get to that point. And I'm just happy that some of our favorite places have stayed around and worked hard to, to achieve that success. And, I, you know, I will shout them out and talk to friends and family as much as possible to sustain their success through Absol- word of mouth as much as possible absolutely so so folks if you're coming down here and oh we have a reason for people to come down here you may or may not have heard if you have been paying attention to us on social media especially on the facebook that your humble podcasters uh-huh. are also the official podcasters of the Brews on the River Beer Festival. Oh my. Here in our hometown of Cape Coral, Florida. 
brews on the river. We we are we've never been an official podcast of an event before. This is a first for us. It, it's a first, and I think this is going to be a recurring annual event, which is super cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, the event is April 18th. This will be hosted at 6179 Black Marlin Lane in Cape Coral. If you head over to our Facebook page, you will see the event on our page mm. because we are a sponsor. Yeah. Well, we were listed as a sponsor. We haven't given them any money. No. They just said they wanted an official podcast, and we were it. So... We're the official podcast. And what does that mean? Well, we're going to be podcasting and recording some great stuff from the event the day of. But you can get on right now and get tickets to the event. And there's a promo code. We have a promo code. We have a promo code. Wow, we are so official. I am so, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. Our girl dog is excited and so am I. We have a promo code for this fabulous event, Brews on the River Craft Beer Festival. So many breweries will be there. You can get $5 off a general admission or beer enthusiast ticket if you use our code anywhere from March 1st until April 17th. April 17th. And it is Run, Eat, Drink five, all one word with the number five. Run, eat, drink all together with the number five. And what's really cool is that they are also doing what they call their brewcation giveaway. And they are giving away a free night at the Weston Cape Coral Resort at Marina Village, which mm. is located on the event grounds. And all you have to do to enter is purchase your ticket. Oh. Everyone who purchases their Brews on the River ticket will be guaranteed an entry into the giveaway. Each transaction is good for one entry. And if you go to the brewsontheriver.com webpage, you can read all of the legalese mm -hmm. regarding the giveaway itself. We're just telling you about it as a public service announcement for those of you who might want an excuse come down here to Florida. We had one special anniversary that we highlighted this week, and next week we'll have another. It's hard to believe that we're going to have two anniversaries to celebrate back-to-back -back like that. Mm. And we have a brand new local 5K that we're going to be bringing you that also supports a fantastic cause that's near and dear to our hearts. Yes, the Scope for Hope 5K, which raises funds and helps uh, support families and those going through colorectal cancer. So that's going to be something that we're going to be bringing you next week. In the meantime, we are going to ask you all for a favor. We need your help. If you would, head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. If you've been inspired by the show, if you've been tempted by descriptions of food, if your mouth is watered at the suggestion of a tasty beverage, we need your help so that we can get discovered. A rating and a review does that because the algorithms in Apple Podcasts rely on recent reviews to determine how often we get served up. And I think we got a couple of new ratings, as I recall. 
Looking mm-hmm. looking back on Apple Podcasts this past week, I think we had a couple people from the Runcation Nation jump on and leave us a, at least a rating, a star rating, which we, we so appreciate. And if you have time for a review, great. All the better. But we really thank those of you who have jumped on in the last week or two and given us some new ratings and or reviews altogether. It's so incredibly helpful. So... And speaking of running great races, having fantastic food or tasty beverages, if you want to share a race, a fantastic place to eat or drink in your hometown or anywhere you have visited that you believe anybody in the Runcation Nation should go, leave us a one-minute message, a voicemail, or an audio file attached to an email, or type us an email at info. At runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. And the voicemail you can leave at 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. Or info at runeatdrink.net. Yes. So that does it for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you joining us for the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. We will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.